Howdy, folks. Victor here, podcast producer and engineer, welcoming you to Season 1, Episode 3 of Bodcast. This episode is brought to you by Getting It Done Productions, and Bodcast is presented by H&J Publishers. The source material for Bodcast, Threshold by Harper Mitchell, can be found on Amazon.com in paperback or ebook, or you can get a personalized copy from Bodcast.com. That's B-A-W-D-C-A-S-T dot com. We hope you like what you're hearing, and if you do, please like, subscribe, and leave us a review with the podcast provider of your choice. With all that being said, enjoy the show. Take it away, Harper. Hey friends, Harper here. We at Podcast want your experience to titillate, not trigger. Since we deal with some heavy themes alongside our thrills, we would like to offer a content warning for the following topics. PTSD, depictions of emotional and mental abuse in flashback form, discussion of emotional and mental abuse, discussion of misappropriated kink practices, adult language, and adult content. A comprehensive list of this episode's potential triggers can be found in the show notes. On a more positive note, we would like to offer the following disclaimer. Bodcast contains scenes of graphic sexuality and safe kink praxis. If you are interested in learning more about kink and the BDSM lifestyle, you can follow us here for supplemental educational materials, or you can head to the web. Please, research activities before you try them, and as always, keep it safe sane, and consensual. Previously on Bodcast, Tessa and Nat helped Evie get ready for her date with Caleb Finn. Couldn't I just wear the black one? Red. Red. Nervousness and excitement colliding in a supernova of too many feelings. I wanted the floor to open up, swallow me down, and deposit me in whatever circle of hell they reserve for imposters. Evie met Caleb at the lavish... Declan's restaurant. Everyone in Declan's was fancy as fuck. The curtains are a nice touch. I appreciate the privacy, the intimacy. Attempting to sound practical and direct, but failing miserably. You want to know if I'm interested in a sexual relationship with an uncommon dynamic? Yes? Evie asked Caleb how he'd known. How did you know that I shared those proclivities? That's when things got... I want you to masturbate. <laughs> yes or no, Evie. Say the word. Yes. And after a dizzying orgasm behind the intimate red curtains, Evie fled in terror. Terror of her own desires. I have to go. Evie, wait. It was never like this before. It was never like this before. It was never like this... Podcast, Episode 3, The Problem with Providence, starring Janine D. Gardner and Warren Edwards, written by Harper Mitchell, directed by Melissa Peterson, produced and engineered by Victor Peterson, with music by Roxy Winter. Jacob, I don't think I want to do that. You think you don't want to do it, or you know you don't want to do it? I don't know. You're my submissive, Evie. You follow my rules. Well, I heard something about 
safe words? Safe words are for one-night stands. We aren't a one-night stand, are we? No. Don't you trust me? Of course I do. I just... I don't want to hear any more about it, Evie. Yes, sir. That was okay, but maybe not any harder than that. Sometimes I want to rough you up so bad that no one else would want you. Let me in. Oh my god. What happened? I, I need your help, Tess. Can you, can you help me? Of course. Are you almost finished? I don't mean to rush you, but I had too much coffee. Just a minute. I was distracted in the weeks after my dinner with Caleb. You have two unheard messages. To review your messages, press 1. First message. Hello, Evie. This is Caleb Finn. I wanted to make sure you made it home safely and ask if you're all right. If you'd like, return my call at this number. Good night. To replay this message, press 1. To save it, press 2. To erase it, press 3. Message saved. Second message. Hello, Evie. This is Caleb Finn. I wanted to say that I'm sorry for what happened at Declan's. I didn't intend to make you uncomfortable. I can assure you that I will not bother you in the future, and I wish you all the best. To replay this message, press 1. To save it, press 2. To erase it, press 3. Message saved. You have no new messages. And that was that. I knew I should have been glad. The BDSM world is fraught with participants at best careless, and at worst, unscrupulous. Fake dominants who didn't take no for an answer, like Jacob, and submissives who were too uneducated and afraid to assert their boundaries, like I had been with Jacob. Instead of relief, I felt trapped. For years, I had sought satisfaction, the ever-elusive dynamic that would sate my hunger, and I had finally found it, across the table from the stern composed Caleb Finn. But afterward, terror clutched my heart. Jacob's betrayal had crushed me. I didn't think I could survive it again. 
It was easier to live without fulfillment than endure another crippling heartbreak. Okay, now I'm rushing you. Sorry, in my head. Are you okay? Not really. I don't think I'm sleeping enough. Why don't you go to bed now? I'll keep it quiet out here. I can't. There's a gala tonight. Gross. Rubbing elbows. I would rather die. Frankly, so would I. But I have to get that bread, as they say. You could get that rye instead. As in, I have a bottle of bullet in my bedroom. Weren't you just rushing me out of the bathroom? Yes, but I got distracted. Can I get you something to drink? No booze. I'm about to fall asleep as it is. Anything caffeinated? I've got espresso. You're a treasure. Thanks, Evie. Evie! You look lovely! Thank you, Charlie. You are stunning as always. How do you manage to look that great in white? Anything approaching pastel makes me look like I have jaundice. Oh, stop. Here you go, Evie. Isn't it a little late for that? You might be overestimating how much I sleep. Maybe I'll just accept my exhaustion at this point. You've transcended this earthly plane. Before I get completely sidetracked, there's someone I'd like you to meet. Is it a potential donor? (laughs) Nothing like that. I'm not going to ask you to chat up some 70-year-old for money. That's that's gross. And not how we do business. Uh, No, we are outsourcing some of our advertising for next season. Someone from the marketing firm is here this evening, and I thought he would be a good contact for you to groom. I knew before Charlie said his name. He also happens to be an old friend of mine. Caleb! I knew because my heart stuttered and I forgot how to be a human. Caleb, meet our most promising volunteer and our future artistic director, if I have anything to say about it, Evie Dresden. His shoulders tightened when Charlie said my name. I wanted to throw myself off of a cliff. I believe I've already had the pleasure. I've never been this embarrassed and this aroused at the same time. Oh? Her car broke down, and I happened to be the Good Samaritan in the area. He gave me a ride to Fireside. How wonderful! I also masturbated, to completion, at his behest, in a restaurant that has a dress code. So there's that. Oh, excuse me, young lady, I didn't see you there. Oh, aren't you pretty? You two get further acquainted, if you'll excuse me. Roger seems to have had too much to drink. (laughs) Roger is a snake. I couldn't agree more. So, you're in marketing. Among other things. Miss Dresden, I swear I didn't know I'd be seeing you this evening. I'm here on business and nothing more. If my presence bothers you, I'm happy to conduct the remainder of my involvement with Nova remotely. Please, don't call me Ms. Dresden. I unloaded a fucking swimming pool across the table from you less than a month ago. Pretty sure we're on a first-name basis. (laughs) 
I adore your candor. I'm not a coward. If your involvement with Nova will advance the company, I'm not going to complain. And no doubt suffer in silence. Do you think you make me suffer, Mr. Finn? Yes, but only as much as you make me. If I'm to call you Evie, you ought to call me Caleb. Volunteers are beneath paid contractors. If I'm to be your subordinate, I ought to call you Mr. Finn. Mr. Finn is dangerously intimate the way you say it. Would you prefer, sir? I knew the moment I said it, I'd taken it too far. His eyes lit with dark hunger, a hunger that echoed between my legs in a greedy pulse. I just couldn't help myself. Are you trying to antagonize me? I wouldn't have pegged you for the bratty type. Though the results are the same, I'm forced to keep my jacket buttoned. I'd like very much to put you over my knee for that. The image brought a bout of unease, even as a heavy liquid heat joined the pulse. I'm going to break another rule with you, and I hope you'll forgive my forwardness. Are you green? That depends. What are you going to do? Talk. Only talk. Then yes. Don't misunderstand me. I had every intention of leaving you alone. I didn't mean to frighten you or push you too far too fast. You left without your panties. I couldn't very well leave them at the restaurant, so I took them with me. You did? I've had to restrain myself from doing something desperate. Would you like to know what I've imagined doing? Uh-huh. You may walk away at any time. You know that, right? Uh-huh. That first night, I wanted to wrap them around my cock and stain them. As the crude, delicious words landed on my neck, I had no trouble conjuring the shocking image. You're thinking about it? Yes. Are you green? (laughs) Yes. You like it? Yes, Mr. Finn. Then why did you run away? Words clogged my throat. How could I explain to this confident, collected man that I was afraid of myself, afraid of my needs, afraid of finding the answers to my desires, only to have them ripped away again. Someone hurt you. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't lie to me, please. Is everything all right? Everything is fine. I'm just about to step outside. What was that all about? Nothing. I have known you far too long to accept that answer. You look guilty. What did you say to my intern? It's nothing, Charlie. I'm going to make sure she's all right, and then I'm going home. Maybe that's best. I like Edie. More than you. So if you think our years of friendship prevent me from thumbing out your eyes, if you so much... Jesus Christ, I understand. Believe me, I have no desire to hurt Evie Dresden. Except I had. I'd seen it before, desire grappling with self-preservation. The urge to bait and the urge to flee mixed into confusing behaviors. 
I was angry at myself for not noticing it before, and furious with whomever had abused her trust under the guise of dominance. Evie? What? I'm sorry. I'm good at reading people, but I missed this. You were right to be afraid. We didn't establish boundaries or communicate in any way about limits. It's my fault. I shouldn't have pushed. It, it isn't that. I'm afraid, but not of you. I'm afraid of myself. I'm afraid of what I want. I haven't been able to stop thinking about what we did, what I did, and how you made me feel. I thought I could deny this part of myself so I'd never have to feel... Feel what? Never mind. The fact remains that I haven't felt this alive in years. I'm drawn to you more strongly than I want to run. Perhaps some distance would calm your fears? No. Don't misunderstand me. There is nothing I want more than to earn your submission. But I wouldn't be able to forgive myself if we moved forward too quickly. You hardly sound like a dominant. That's what worries me most. That tells me you haven't had good experiences in the past. I don't want to be another person who takes advantage of your desires. If you can come to me willingly, with certainty, knowing that I would never hurt you beyond the confines of play, then we can negotiate. Have you made up your mind so fast? <laughs> I have. I knew I wanted you the first time you called me sir. Is that your preference? We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes. Yes what? Yes. I'd like to negotiate terms for play. I'd like to be your submissive, Mr. Finn. We'll negotiate in a more formal setting, preferably in private. You don't usually have this discussion on the street? <laughs> no. But right now, I want you to understand something. Okay. <sighs> I'm very strong. I have all the control right now. If I didn't let you go, you wouldn't be able to get away. But you have all the power. <sighs> Tell me no. Don't want to. It feels too good. I know it does. But I need you to say no. Please, don't make me. Do as you're told. No. You have all the power. I will never push beyond no, regardless of my own needs. Trust, Evie. I need you to trust me. Podcast, Episode 3, The Problem with Providence. This episode of Podcast was adapted by Harper Mitchell, directed by Melissa Peterson, and engineered by Victor Peterson. Podcast is produced by Melissa and Victor Peterson, with additional production support provided by John Seward. Starring 
Janine D. Gardner as Evie Dresden, Warren Edwards as Caleb Finn, Alex Winter as Jacob Mercer, Stacy Garbarski as Tessa Flowers, Karen E. Horns as Ruthie Peregrine, Jessica Jane Witham as Charlie Green, Matthew Corda as Roger Trellis. Additional voices provided by Harper Mitchell and Victor Peterson. Foley and sound provided by Victor and Melissa Peterson, Heather Renkin, and John Seward. Original score composed and produced by Roxy Winter. Podcast is adapted from the novel Threshold by Harper Mitchell.